Amen. Have a seat. Well, we're in November. And I don't know about you, but November is a hard month for me. It's dark, it's cold, and the shine of the new school year is kind of worn off. And I know I have a tendency during this time of the year to be less patient and gracious with others, as well as being less patient and gracious with myself, which gives way to some past wounds in my own life. We all have them, you know. Wounds. Wounds of the soul, as author John Eldridge calls them. And this morning, we're going to hear a story of woundedness from John chapter 4. It's a long passage, so for today, I just want you to listen as I begin reading at verse 5. Hear the word of the Lord. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sechar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well and with his sons and, and his flocks drank from it? And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in them like a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come back. And the woman answered him, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you, you are right, saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And the woman said to him, sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you say the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. And Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. And she said to the people, come and see this man who told me everything I've ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to meet him. And many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. They said to the woman, 
It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. John 4 is a story of woundedness, which is a part of all of our stories. A wound of the soul is like a stab to the heart. Who inflicted the wound may vary. A parent, a classmate, a coach, a neighbor. When the wound was afflicted may vary during your childhood, middle school, high school, adulthood. How the wound was inflicted may vary, whether verbally, physically, sexually, or through betrayal, or absence, or through loss, or rejection, through violence, or shaming, regardless. The Samaritan woman in John 4 reminds us that we all carry a wound in our souls. And in this particular text, the Samaritan woman is carrying a significant wound. The text does not tell us who or when or how the wound was inflicted. Was the wound inflicted by her father who sexually molested her when she was a young child? Was the wound inflicted by a neighbor who told her no boy or man could ever love her? The text does not give us these details. However, what the text does tell us is this, that she, like so many unloved and violated young women, turned to boys to find validation, love, and worth. And in the case of this young woman, she turns not just to one boy or two or three or four or five, but six different boys. And each time, each time the relationship fails, the wound grows deeper in her soul. And the message in her head grows ever louder that she is used and dirty and that she's unattractive and unlovable and that she's dark and that she's evil. And so not to fuel the shame that she already feels so deeply towards herself, she goes to draw water at the well at noon. But who goes and draws water at noon? Because it's one of the hottest parts of the day. And she knows this. And that's why she goes at noon, because she's pretty confident that no one's going to be there, saving her from the shaming and humiliating stares and looks from others from the city. But there's one person who's waiting to meet her in her woundedness, Jesus. And Jesus is not put off by her wounds. He's not uncomfortable being around her. In fact, Jesus initiates and begins to engage her to help her see that her wound is not a curse or a life sentence, an irreversible death sentence, but rather an invitation into wholeness and new life. Because for the majority of us, we tend to cope with our woundedness in one of two ways. We try to bury it and hide it 
by overcompensating for our wound by becoming either highly driven or extremely aggressive or over-controlling or hyper-perfectionistic. Or two, we give it and we put it away and we let our woundedness define us by passively believing that in some twisted way we deserve the wound. Both of these coping mechanisms are flawed and unhealthy, and so Jesus offers a different way, the way of surrender. As with a Samaritan woman, we need to acknowledge to Jesus that we cannot cope with our woundedness on our own, and that we invite Jesus into our wound. I find it so interesting that the first two steps of the 12-step Alcoholic Anonymous recovery plan is number one, admit that you are powerless over alcohol and that your life has become unmanageable. And two, come to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you. It takes a great amount of humility to admit your woundedness to Jesus and to invite him in to your wound to heal it. Can Jesus be trusted with our woundedness? That's the question a young woman asked the pastor. The young woman whose wound was as deep as Grand Canyon, and the pastor and his wife invited this young woman to read one of the Gospels with them. And as they read through the life of Jesus, they came to the betrayal, the crucifixion, the death of Jesus. But it was the resurrection account that caught the young woman's attention. Jesus appears to his disciples and identifies himself to them by showing his wounds. And it was at that moment the young woman surrendered her woundedness to Jesus by saying, a God who has wounds and scars is a God I can trust. So how about you? Can you trust Jesus with your wound? The prophet Isaiah said, this about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. Wholeness and healing is what Jesus is after in our lives. And not just for us, but for our families, for our community, and for our world. The Samaritan woman went back to her family, her community, and her people, and she told them what Jesus had done, and the text ends in this way. Many Samaritans of the city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. They said, we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. So here's the question. Here's the question. Are you willing to trust Jesus with your woundedness? Because it is by his wounds that we are made whole and that we are given new life. Pray with me. Lord, we can identify with the Samaritan woman. And we carry our own wounds, and they are many, and they vary. And God, thank you, God that you are not put off by our woundedness. In fact, it's an invitation for you to come in 
and bring wholeness and new life. So Holy Spirit, give us the power to hand over our woundedness to you, the one who was wounded to make our wounds whole. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.